Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. April 4th. I was going to do an episode on April 1st. Um, actually, Elizabeth Cooper from the Caffeinated Cooper Show is going to come back and join me. Uh, but everybody forgive me. I got a little under the weather over the weekend. Felt like the flu, sort of, but it was like the pollen. It's like allergies. And I just kind of felt like, uh, yeah, like crap. Yeah, that's a good that's a good word to describe it. I, I didn't feel great. Let's put it that way. I had that not-so-fresh feeling. Um, but anyway. Soldiered through the weekend, and I realized getting older does suck. Um, I sneezed and thought I threw my back out at one point, but, you know, then I just kind of, like, all weekend I just sat around bored, you know, watching, unfortunately, watching news and, like, getting, you know, annoyed at all kinds of crap going on in the culture, and, of course, the whole Trump thing today, getting indicted and arrested. But, you know, here's the crazy thing. Um, last month I read a really great book and I highly recommend it to anybody. It's called the 5 a.m. Club. Uh, my goal this year is to read 40 books. I'm up to 12. Um, and I got two in the hopper I'm reading right now. So hopefully I'll get those done this month. And, uh, but like, you know, over the weekend, I wasn't really doing anything all day, but like, you know, you're kind of getting old when you barely do anything, but you still need to take a nap just to continue barely doing anything. That's that's kind of what it was. And just crazy realizations in life. Like, you know, I went uh, last week, unfortunately, had to go to Walmart. I haven't been to Walmart since, I think, before Christmas. Oh, man, thank God, right? Because uh, usually I get out, and I'm like, I'm not even Catholic, but I do the sign of the cross. I'm like, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, you know. I don't go to Walmart unless I do take holy water because you never know what you're going to run into. One of the things that annoyed me at Walmart before I get into this other crap is once I was done, I stop at the subway to get a sandwich uh, on the way out. And um, I see somebody riding one of those, I don't know, those little carts that you ride and drive around Walmart to shop with. She pulls it back up, literally right outside of the subway where I'm eating. Gets up, grabs her bags like she's young, vibrant, not even, but usually you'd see some lard ass, you know, with the ass hanging out over both sides of the seat. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't I don't fault people, but like, usually it's somebody who, who's just too damn lazy to walk. Now, if you're disabled, I get it, man. Take that. That's what it's there for. This girl pops up, dancing around, talking to her friend, having a little fun, and then just walks right out. I'm like, 
Wow. That's the point when you want some Karen character to walk through the front door and see that and to start chewing her a new ass. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. So then I finished my sandwich, got my fat ass up and walked out. Um, but uh, anyway, that was my trip to Walmart, my annoyance. I usually get road rage in the parking lot, but um, thankfully, yeah, it was a little busy, but thankfully my road rage was tampered down a little bit, tamped down. Hey, one thing I did notice um, cleaning up, I, got, I had plumbing issues, and I think I mentioned that maybe before. So there was a few nights when I had to stay in a hotel. Like I was out of my house for like five nights. And um, so burst pipe in the backyard, that's on me. I had to have plumbers come in. They couldn't get in until like a certain day. So anyway, got all that fixed. So I have to start, you know, as, as they had to like put a new pipe through the wall and everything here. And of course, things get a little dusty. Uh, hold on a second. That is not a Bud Light, by the way. So as things get a little dusty, I decided I'm going to clean some of the, you know, the cabinets and things that are in there and, you know, stuff I haven't used in forever, like certain strainers and things like that. But I come across a cheese grater. Hell, I had no idea I had a cheese grater. <laughs> but apparently I have one. And then I'm like looking at it, I'm washing it, I'm looking down in it, I'm like, why in the hell does the inside of a cheese grater look like every rap video from the early 2000s? Anyone ever wonder that? You ever look, look inside of one of those, it's like, wow. That's Jamiroquai. <laughs> I see the guy dates up the wall or something. Like, that's wild. Anyway, anyway, that's just me. Um, I'm going to get a little politically incorrect on this episode, too. So, hey, if you need a safe space and have sensitive ears, just stop listening. Because, well, I kind of don't care. <laughs> I just hope Patreon, or not Patreon, but um, uh, Podbean doesn't kick me off their platform for anything I say. Hey, freedom of speech. I think we have it unless you're from freaking New York. Where if you make a meme making fun of Hillary Clinton, they throw you in jail for 10 damn years. Um, Yeah, that happened. That happened, folks. Look it up. You don't see it on your nightly news, but yes, a guy who made jokes on the internet on Twitter about Hillary Clinton in 2016, she got her feathers ruffled. They decided to sue. And this guy for making memes. Making memes went to jail. That is not America. That's communist New York and a corrupt legal system. So don't ever speed going through New York or they'll throw you in jail for 10 years if you have a Trump sticker on the back of your car. So, or Biden sucks. I see plenty of those stickers. on there. But anyway, if they do kick me off, if somebody protests or raises hell around me, and for some reason, I'm not suicidal, but for some reason, if I come up dead, I want one of you folks that are listening, just one of you, has to do this. I know my buddy Matt will do this if he's listening. But I want, at my funeral, I want someone to dress in all black, sunglasses, and then stand away from a distance, away from the family and whoever, whoever the hell cares and shows up, and just stands there watching real mysteriously so they think I had some crazy mystery going on in my life. They give them shit to talk about for the next 20 years. So somebody, somebody, please do that if I, if I come up dead. I would, I would greatly appreciate that. Yeah. So where were we? Um, oh, yeah. One of the things uh, that happened, well, big basketball game. Everybody, probably a lot of people watch the uh, college basketball national title game. 
UConn won. They beat the Aztecs, which is fine. That's cool. I'm not. I didn't have a dog in the fight, but uh, you know, it was uh, it was an interesting tournament with a lot of upsets. But everyone's talking about the women's tournament. Now, forgive me if I forget the names of these ladies. I've read like ten articles and watched people talking about them on TV for the last two days. But LSU, congratulations on a title, beat Iowa or Iowa State. Well, hell, one of them. Anyway, they beat Iowa in the uh, national title game. And at the end of the game, this one girl uh, runs over and finds the star of Iowa and, like, does that you-can't-see-me John Cena stuff in her face and then points at her ring, like her ring finger, like, we got the ring, you know, and then did the L on the forehead, like, it's calling her a loser. And they just, like, blatantly said, which was really, I thought was kind of classless. Stop doing that shit. Like, you know, she could have took the high road. Everybody's complaining about that girl doing that, though. Now, you know, and I, I got to thinking about this for a while. Like, everybody's up in arms. And, like, people on TV, like, these pundits and these sports commentators, they wanted to make something racial about it because the best player is a little white girl from Iowa. And she was the one that they went and taunted. But a lot of people don't realize because nobody keep nobody watches women's basketball. But I went back and it's like looking at some stuff, and there's all kinds of video. And they showed this; they, they were fair enough on on sports networks to show this. The other girl, the little white girl for Iowa, she would do this. She would like wave her hand in front of her face at her opponents when she's walking by. So she's been doing this shit to people all year. So the fact that this girl got in her face and taunted her, it's like yeah, right back at you. And is it? And then everybody sort of like blamed, you know, the the, the you know the black girl for LSU. Like, uh, why is she doing this? So classless. Which, it is a classless move. But I wouldn't say in fairness that the other girl that's been doing that all year to her opponents, that's classless, too. It's one thing to know how to lose with dignity. But for God's sake, coaches, teach your players how to win with class. She didn't have to do that. She could have went over and congratulated her and took the high road. Didn't do it, though. Which made me think, you know, like, why is everybody pissing and moaning about this? Because how many football games? Uh, yeah, I probably have a fair amount of guys that listen to the show. How many football games, baseball games, uh, ho- hockey games? For God's sake, man! Um, and, and and pro basketball, and you see players trash talking all the time to each other, all through the game. You see guys coming up to the plate when they're when the teams are getting chippy in baseball, and the whoever's at the plate batting is like. Giving a giving a mouthful to the catcher and back and forth, you know, and it's uh, yeah. I think guys, we we've sort of underestimated or we we've come up with the wrong conclusion about women's sports. And I know I'm like I'm guilty of this, as guilty as hell of this. We would like to think that women are a lot nicer, classier than us. So when we see them doing the same thing men do in men's sports, we're like oh. That's horrible. That's classless. But we don't say that about the dudes. Unless it's like extreme. Like, we, you know, there are situations where it's like, ah, that guy went a little overboard. But I think we need to get over this uh, this thing about, hey, man, these women are the nicer, gentler creatures and more classy. No. Oh, no. No. After watching that game, no. Get over it. Um. 
And that's okay because you know what? There was a lot of people apparently watching this game, like nine million viewers, which is probably about eight million more than last year's women's final. <laughs> um, and uh, simply because of the how good the uh, LSU team was, it just beat South Carolina, who was a favorite to win. But Iowa, uh, the girl on their team, I forgot her name, you know, but she is, uh, I guess, the clear favorite according to people I've listened to on ESPN and Fox Sports and wherever else. She's clearly the best basketball player in women's college basketball. Okay. Can you imagine what the ratings are going to be next year? If we're talking about this two and three days later, I cannot wait. I hope Iowa plays LSU with the same players. No one goes pro. And I hope they, they have the same graduates. And I hope the same players come back in next, year, next year's final. Nine million people won't be watching it. I'd say 20 million will. And you know what? That's good for women's sports. That's good for women's sports. Um, so the fact that people are actually talking about that this week, I thought, hey, you know, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. You always hear that. So maybe. But I thought it was cool. Um, did I think it was a classless move when I watched it? Yeah. But that other girl shouldn't have been doing that shit all year long, too. And Hey, it is what it is. Women talk trash. Guys get used to it because I don't, I don't think that's going away. Um, and next year, that, that girl for Iowa, um, she might come twice as strong, waving her hand at her face like you can't see me kind of stuff. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so anyway, uh, culturally, here's a couple things we found out this week. And I'll try to, it's been a while since I've done a show, so I'll be trying to be somewhat brief. But because um, we'll have another good one with Elizabeth next time, talk about some Crazy mysteries that are either unsolved or paranormal or just weird as hell. But um, we come to find out that that spy, Chinese spy balloon that I was bitching so much about on two or three episodes, yeah, the Department of Defense got their information back. I guess they're still getting info. This balloon was doing figure eights over top of our military installations all the way across the country. And if you like Joe Biden, I'm sorry, but... That is a complete traitor asshole to let the Chinese government knowingly spy and send data back on all of our military and nuclear installations in real time back to China. And they were brazen and bold to fly that thing over here and do it on purpose and give everyone of us the finger because they know that this feckless old man in the White House won't do shit about it. And that is sad, my friends. I feel bad for this country. I feel bad for this country. And every one of those people who are bitching and moaning about Trump and his mean tweets. I know Democrats now that don't want Joe Biden running and they don't plan on voting Democrat next time around because they've had enough of their inflation, uh, can't refinance their homes because the uh, mortgage rates have gone up and and just, you know, all the problems that they've caused. It's a, a, yeah, it's in the crime, the border. Like there's so many issues going on that... You know, every time you see something big in the news, I'm like, okay, why are they focusing on this? What's what's the other hand of government doing that we don't see? So this whole Trump indictment thing, which I think is complete, like third world communist bullshit move by far left wing Democrats. And I know I've got plenty of Democrat friends and they know they have to like start weeding out some of these crazies on the far left out of their party. Because the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, the AOC's, and the squad 
these ass clowns that are funded by George Soros out of New York or Soros organizations. Soros funded organizations funding them. Um, there's a DA's office up there. This is uh, there needs to be a there needs to be a Tea Party moment in the Democrat Party. Otherwise, if not, these people could literally wreck our country. And they're going to do it on purpose because they're so far left, socialist, communist. And all you can all you have to do is look and see what they're doing in the cultural culture to see all the cultural communism that is springing up and the intolerance coming from the left, which is supposed to be the tolerant side, right? That's what I thought. Um, but it turns out that's all bullshit. When I think, you know, anybody that thought about it, anytime you see a far left movement anywhere in the world, they're the most intolerant, meanest, tyrannical bastards you could possibly find in the country. That's no joke. Go read some history books. You will learn it. So, you know, when I see that spy balloon, it's like, ah, oh, man, they let that happen. So what else is going on in the news that, hey, what's the government doing that we're paying attention to this Trump garbage all day uh, that we're not paying attention to anything else? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Also in the culture, hey, one of my favorite movies, this was a De Niro movie. It had uh, De Niro, Al Pacino, Val Kilmer. We had an episode on Val Kilmer um, and some of his movies. Uh, they, uh, they're making another, like a sequel to Heat. So they were talking about who they're going to have to play the role of De Niro because his character got killed in the last one. And I don't know if Al Pacino will show up for this one either. This guy's getting a little long in the tooth. So maybe they'll find some younger actors and do a sequel to Heat. And maybe they're run by the same guy who was running the crime organization before. But uh, Hollywood, please, for the love of God. Do all of us a favor and don't go woke with this movie. Please do what Tom Cruise did with Top Gun 2, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Stick to the story. Don't sell us some guy who's a, you know, the getaway driver, who's a cross-dresser, transgender, or, you know, some gay guy in the group and you got to sell that woke message. And, like, people are sick and tired of this woke like, you're just shoving an agenda down everyone's throats. And it's getting to the point, like, nobody cares if somebody's gay. This is 2023, man. No one gives a shit. If you want to dress up like Madonna all day and cover your nuts up, whatever, man. But we have to have a place where it's like, stop shoving it in every part of the culture. Because some a lot of people, they're turned off by it. Because... Anything like this is like overkill. This is like eh, instead of giving you a little, a little of this and see how what people accept. It's like full bore. Why don't you just smack somebody in the face with a wang? You know, it's like it's way too much. And uh, just please don't go walk with that movie because I love that that movie. Um, so hopefully we'll get a great uh, sequel in Heat. If you haven't seen the original, uh, go check it out. You'll love it. It's full of action. Um, it, it's, it's great acting, great storyline. So definitely check that out. Um, yeah, Bud Light's in the news. The reason I know this is, well, past couple of days, I've like seen it pop up on Twitter. I guess they had a transgender in the bathtub on a commercial, right? So this popular, I, I don't know the name of this person. I'm not going to bring it up if I didn't know, but, uh, taking a bubble bath or whatever and just laughing and then having their, their own transgender Bud Light can and 
you know, just celebrating the transgender. Now, now this is piss poor to release that commercial after a, a mass shooting at a school. Now, if it was if it was a regular school, they probably wouldn't. It's a Christian school, so a lot of these cultural communists who are really kind of hell bent against religion to begin with, um, or hate Christianity and other types of religions. Um, maybe they just didn't give a shit when they released the commercial. And apparently there was such a backlash. People are like, are you shitting me? Like, I can't watch a Bud Light commercial without some, you know, some trans, like, flaming in your face. Like, it's like, you know, enough is enough. Like, you know, I don't, nobody cares, but it's like, yeah, it's just like one of those things if somebody was blowing a whistle in your face all day. You don't care if somebody's out parade, you know, as a parade blowing a whistle. If somebody's stops at your face and just blows that whistle all day, you're going to get pissed at some point. Because at some point, it's just too much. It's annoying, you know? And that's exactly what what these people are, you know, these these uh, people in media are doing. And I thought, well, hell, okay. So I saw Kid Rock's response. He did a nice, fun little video where uh, he took his gun and, like, shot up two or three cases of Bud Light and told everybody to have a great weekend. And I thought, okay, that's that's sort of funny, you know. There's a backlash in response to this because, like, nobody wants to be sold shit all day long. Just sell me beer. Corporate America, here is my advice to you. Sell us the products you want. Sell them proudly. Market them to people however you need to. That's fine. We're consumers. We're here, we're here to enjoy life. And a lot of us like to enjoy a beer here and there. So sell us your Bud Light. Sell us your Miller Light. Sell us your, you know, um, your your fat tire beer, your Sierra Nevada, all of them. But don't sell us a woke agenda. Don't sell us any political agenda. How about that? Or any cultural agenda. Now, we're not talking about like something like, you know, like uh, civil rights or something like that in the 60s and, and you know, 50s and where, where some companies need to put a, a focus on those things. That's understood in the culture. And I know even back then that was radical. But it's 2023. And to push things like so radically from that end is nothing more than turning off people. You're not you're not making anybody accept anybody anymore. As a matter of fact, apparently there's a, it was trending about like people switching from Bud Light to Miller Light. I don't drink Bud Light anyway. I think it's swill. But uh, um, but so the funny thing is, I go on a beer run earlier. And I, I walk into the store, and of course they didn't have. Fat Tire, unfortunately, it's it's, it's a microbrew. It's a yeah, it's a regional beer. Um, but uh, there was this big Bud Light display, and like every straight dude walking past it, just kind of chuckled and laughed. Like, okay, so yeah, uh, you, I think Bud Light and Anheuser Busch just did themselves a big disservice. I don't know they're still going to be the top seller of beer in the world. I'm not telling anybody to boycott anything. I don't call for that shit, but. You know, buy what you want, but you know when you when you buy, just pay attention to what you buy because your money is supporting things. And if you want more of that pushed in your culture, then by all means, buy, spend more money, and they'll demand more of those commercials. So, um, I for one found it annoying as all hell, and uh, and like just just kind of like tired of the movement. You know, no, we're, we're all equal, but I'm getting tired. It seems like some. Some on the left want to be more equal than the rest of us. And we see that in our justice system now, in a two-tier justice system. We see it in our culture. Um, 
accept me and my lifestyle or, you know, or else, you know, kind of thing. And that's, that's, that's exactly what it feels like to a lot of people. Um, so the crazy thing was, like, speaking of this, like, the one thing I can't stand is, like, you hear about these family-friendly events where they have uh, transgender performers, like, half-dressed and shaking their asses and their wings in front of children. No, no, no. That, that's when somebody, you know, that's when I think that should, should be illegal, actually. It's incredibly immoral. And yes, it is grooming people. I know some people hate that word, but it's damn true. Um, so I, this weekend, I thought, hey, the CMT Awards are on, the Country Music Television Awards are on. Well, maybe I'll listen to a little bit of live music. So I tune in, and oh my God, did I turn on the channel at the wrong time. They're having, like, I guess it was the weirdest thing. Country music, like, I don't know what the hell happened to country music. It all sounds like pop anymore. There's nothing country about it. And apparently it's gone sort of woke as well. And I sort of knew that. But um, when when you watch certain shows, like, you know, American Idol or The Voice or whatever. And uh, so I turn it on there. I'm watching a little bit of it. There's Gwen Stefani performing a No Doubt song from the 90s. I'm like, well, that's not country, but okay. Um and lo and behold, three transgenders, three guys dressed as women, prancing around on stage. And I'm like, wow, I'm glad this show wasn't in Nashville after they, you know, I, and the, the person, the, the girl who shot up the Nashville school, um, and I'm sure everybody's heard the news, so I'm not going to get into that. She was a transgender. And uh, she apparently wrote a manifesto that the FBI has still yet to release to the public. Now, if that was some right-wing nut, they would have released this shit already, um, and we'd all know, but it's like, hmm, I wonder what was in that, uh... anyway, that's just my opinion. I don't know if that's true, but that is my opinion. Why has this thing not been released for the rest of us to read yet? Uh, was she calling for more violence? And then I knew there was like a trans day of rage or something, or trans day of vengeance or something that was advertised about, and then, of course, the mainstream media kind of made sure they didn't pay too much attention to that. And I was like, wow, that's piss poor. After a school shooting, shooting up little Christian kids at nine years old. Um, crazy. Something's going on in the culture that's sick. There's a sickness going on, and it needs to be talked about. And um, it needs to be solved. And uh, politicians are so quick to talk about how many laws they pass and all this. But... Um, but they're afraid to touch the cultural issues, and some someone's going to have to stand up and, and do that. I know that's basically on we the people, and that's mostly where it should be. Uh, but when we get people walking in schools, and I'm not talking about gun control because I don't, I thoroughly love my Second Amendment. If somebody's going to walk into anywhere and shoot something up, I'd like to have the right to defend myself and have a right to carry a piece too. So, that being said, go read the 5 a.m. club, folks. I found it very uplifting. I'm back to that book. So I found it very uplifting. And uh, so I found myself like waking up at like way early hours now, which is kind of crazy, but it is what it is. Um, so I forgot who wrote it. And then I recently read another one called The Power of the Subconscious Mind. I think it was Joseph Murphy wrote that one. So that's another really good one if anybody wants to uh, go check that out. Um. Yeah, there's a local, there's a concert coming here locally, since I'm like the official spokesman of Generation X. Billy Idol is coming near here. And uh, it's a small theater he's playing in, 
Brett Michaels of Poison is going to be there, too. Now, don't ask me where the rest of Poison is at. So I guess he's just going to be performing some of their songs, maybe some, maybe some of his own originals. I don't know. I'm tempted to go just to kind of see, I don't know, all these people that are older than me now <laughs> still trying to rock it out. So if you're old enough and you still want to rock and roll, you just rock and roll, by God. And all you folks out there that love hair metal and love uh, Gen X music and 90s music, these bands still put out new CDs. Support these folks, man. Like, even the Scorpions, they still put out new music. I think they had a new album out just before the pandemic. I'm like, wow. Some of them in their older years are turning out some of the best stuff they've done. Now, I'm sure they can't go jumping around on stage like they used to. Um, but, hey, you know, it's still pretty cool. I still love my, I still love my metal. Um, yeah. I would like to see Kiss one more time, but I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to be in Knoxville soon. But I'm not making it over there for that one. I got too much stuff going on between now and then. But before I go today, before I go, um, I've got this really crazy guilty pleasure lately. Uh, it's nothing dirty. So, so don't get, uh, don't get your ire up. I'm not, I'm not filthy on here. Unless I'm doing dirty limericks. Maybe. But, uh, anyway, there's a show. Like, you ever have a show that you like or a movie you like that you kind of don't want to tell your friends about? Like, if you're a guy and you sort of like that movie, uh, You've Got Mail or Sleepless in Seattle, you kind of don't tell your buddies. Well, there's this show that comes on the History Channel. And you've probably heard of Swamp People. And this is the one where they hunt the alligators. They get so many tags and kill alligators. So it's like a, it's like a deer hunting show, but for alligators down in, this, down in the bayou. And, of course, these people are so Cajun. It's hard to understand a damn thing they're saying, so they have to run the caption at the bottom of the screen most of the time when they talk. So there's another one called Swamp People Serpent Invasion. And this is over in Florida where all the uh, the pythons got loose, you know, and now they're invading the Everglades and the population of pythons are just going out of, out of control. And these are huge snakes. They're growing huge over there. Well, anyway, they have some of these folks in the swamp people going over and helping snake hunters in Florida catch pythons in the Everglades. So I started watching this. And, like, I hate snakes, man. <laughs> I really... I really don't like snakes, and I'd sure as hell hate to be bitten by a python. But these people are catching 10, 12, 14-foot snakes, and there's a couple of girls in there doing it, tiny little girls. Like, yeah, these not tiny girls, but like women that are, you know, that are uh, not, not you know, robust women. I mean, these are skinny little gals that, uh, that have more balls than I do, and they're not trans. <laughs> so that's, that's crazy how they're... Anyway, guilty pleasure. Every time that's on, it's like um, uh, Shawshank Redemption or Revenge of the Sith. Every time it's on, I sort of have to watch it. Don't know why. Lord of the Rings, got to watch it. I've seen it 8,000 times. I'm going to watch it again. But anyway, Serpent Invasion. What is your guilty pleasure show? Do you watch The Voice every week? Do you like uh, The Neighborhood? What else is on TV? I don't really pay a lot of attention to shows on TV, but I did get hooked on the NCIS stuff. I got hooked on NCIS New Orleans, and that show ended, unfortunately. But um, but now I watch the other NCISs. They're, they're actually pretty good. Well, the ones that are on Tuesday, anyway. So there's NCIS and then NCIS Hawaii. Not too bad. Those are pretty good. 
Anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in. I don't even know what episode number this is. They changed the format and the things on Podbean, so I guess I won't know what episode I am until I upload this one. And also, the last episode we did uh, had Elizabeth Cooper on. We had a great show. It was so funny. So I hope you guys go listen to it. But it wasn't. I tried when I did the conversion um, from the video to audio, the file was too big to convert. So I couldn't convert it over to the podcast. So I had to upload it to YouTube. So you can go there and watch the entire YouTube video and enjoy Elizabeth's nice smile. And of course, I'm always looking dapper, right? Not really, but go over there, watch it on YouTube on, on the Cyrus Alderwood channel and uh, make sure you click the subscribe button. Um, also, I want to thank everybody. I, so, I think I sold a couple of books last month. I hadn't checked in a while, but uh, whoever bought Revelation Calling and the Gonzo Chronicles book too. Thank you. I do want to recommend uh, Pot of Gold. I haven't sold any of that in such a long time. But if you're looking for a book to read, you want like a great adventure with a few laughs involved in there, um, pick up my book, uh, Pot of Gold by Cyrus Alderwood. I would greatly appreciate it. Any of those books I sell, I just used to pay to keep the podcast free. I don't want to, I never want to do a Patreon or anything like that. So I don't even know if I have enough listeners, but I am close to 5,000 downloads. So I'm, that's not much, but hey, that's that's nice for me. So thank you, everybody who's listening. And also make sure you check out my Substack. It's cyrusalderwood.substack.com. That's free too. You can subscribe to that. Or if you want to be a paid subscriber, it's only like five bucks a month. And you get some of the articles that I lock for subscribers and things that I write for subscribers. And, and uh, it's nice to have those to communicate back and forth with. Um, but anyway, thanks again, everybody. I'm going to enjoy this Miller Lite, not Bud Light. The culture has gone batshit crazy, folks. Everything's upside down. Good is bad. Bad is good. I don't know what happened, but hey, that's okay. We'll figure this out. I'm not a doom and gloomer. And in my business, not a day goes by I don't hear doom and gloomers everywhere. God, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, you know? And to those people who are always like glass half empty, if I wanted to lose all hope in the future and in mankind, I would watch CNN or listen to Glenn Beck for a week. <laughs> Just remember that. Uh, the future is what we make it. So if you think tomorrow is going to be shit, then whether you're wrong or <laughs> you think it, right? So whether you think it is or whether you think it ain't, you're probably going to be right. So if you're looking for tomorrow to suck, it's probably going to suck for you. But if you want to plan for tomorrow to be better, it's going to be better for you. That's just, just the way it is. So all these doom and gloomers, if you're on social media and you hear all these people harping like, ah, oh, everything's going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, market's going to crash. We're all going to, you know, we're all going to be like peddling like gold. The Chinese are going to take us over. All, you know, whatever. Tomorrow is what we make it. It's always been so. Yeah. Get these doom and gloomers out of your life, man. No, no one ever had a, had a, had a bright future when they've lost all hope. You, you just can't do that. Like I said, if I wanted to lose all hope in the future and in humanity, I would just listen to Glenn Beck for a week or watch CNN all day. Yeah. Thanks again, everybody. Appreciate you stopping by for this episode of the Gonzo Chronicles. I'll be back soon. Cheers. See you on down the road.